Hey guys, welcome back to the Mob Squad. I'm Amanda. And I'm Ariel. Let's do this. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. How are you? <laughs> like our last or that episode after our break. I'm good. I just, you know, we've had a lot going on. So I just did want to say, you know, we have missed a couple weeks of recording, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Life happens and yes. we are we're back and fully committed. <laughs> fully committed. <laughs> we just had things going on. Well, so. the first thing was we had fall break yeah. and we didn't realize that we didn't have our... We didn't know we had... We didn't went, have a you went episode. east and I went west and I was like shit this is why you wanted to meet yeah we didn't have an episode I didn't I knew I was confused but it's all right I and then I obviously was very confused too but I owned it I owned my answer (laughs) to you I was like no we're fine we're when you get back it's so funny but I didn't realize it was going to be a Tuesday anyway that was my bad so my I'm sorry it's all right and then both of us have had some like personal stuff that came up so we're very very sorry and we're committed and we're in this so don't give up on us right we're still Please here. Don't. Okay. <laughs> so this episode, you know, is... Oh, this episode is called Santa Before Sex. So yes. if you got kiddos... Why do I always say it backwards? Santa Before, Santa Before Sex. Sex. And if you got kiddos in the car and... This is not an episode they want to This is not an episode to. for the kiddos because we'll be... Talking um, about... All things mature things. Santa and sex. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand in our house. <laughs> <laughs> So this is kind of an inside joke that we have because we were having conversations. I don't even remember. Was it before sixth grade? I've been saying Santa before sex, I feel like for years. For years. Maybe since third grade or fourth grade. No, not that young. Yeah, we, it was so not we've had conversations grade. because, our, our, well, my son has believed um, in Santa and we had to tell him we, f- we felt like he got to the age where he kind of needed to know. And it's so it's such a hard thing to do because you're taking really away their innocence, basically, is what it feels mm-hmm. like. But they also get to an age where it's not that the magic wears off, but it, it's it's like an, a, mat- a maturity thing and a rite of passage to say, OK, we've gone past this point where now it needs to be looked at a little differently than the magic. Of it. And I feel awful even saying that, but but that's what it was for us. And obviously everybody does whatever they feel is right for them as a parent. Mm-hmm. I found that Pinterest letter that we had yeah. saved when they were like babies. We read it to him. He cried or I cried. I don't yeah, know if he I cried. cried. I cried. I bawled. Like I reading it to him was so hard. It's one of the best letters ever. We should it really like, is. We can post share it. it. Yeah. It's a good one. It's so good. Um it's, it's but it teaches though. them and it doesn't like, kill the magic. I don't think. It doesn't and it's not the whole like, oh, people when they like find out, they're like, Well, actually I shouldn't talk that loud. My youngest might hear this, but you know, they're like mad at their parents for lying to them and yeah. It wasn't like that because well, it teaches them the magic is really the giving spirit totally. of the holidays mm-hmm. and not that you're believing in something. And, and I, it's not, a, it's the, the lie is not a lie, right? Right. It's, it's just different. It's, it's not what you believed it to be. It's, it's a little bit different, but the magic is still but there. But it's still right? about the magic. Yeah. It's still about, it's, it's just, just not like one person. Mature, it's, a, it's a whole village of people that make the magic happen. Right. And it's like a mature view of Mm-hmm. That magic, I think. Anyways, so we had these we had these conversations about <laughs> we were getting to the part where we wanted to talk to our kids about sex, but they were still innocent and sweet. But we wanted to be parents that talk to them before their friends did, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know that friends say On things that topics, are true. Santa and sex. Yes, true. <laughs> right, right. But we also had this pact on Santa before sex, like. They should know about Santa before they know about sex. That was like this right, whole. Right. Like thing. don't ruin their innocence and with so the sex. We started preparing first. ourselves yeah. to get them ready for Santa. And then we got hit by a bus 
and we had to have the sex talk. Before. You guys did. Santa. I don't think we did. We, did we had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys had to. We had to. But um, which is so funny because we talked about it, I feel like, <laughs> for so long and then that happened. But and then you told yeah. me, I think it was over the summer, right, when it happened and you had to tell me and I was like, what? You broke the rule. I had to do it, though. I had to. <laughs> and I will tell you that having the sex conversation was so much easier than the Santa really? conversation. That's <laughs> yes. so funny. It was because to your point, I felt like it was taking a little bit of their innocence. And I remember telling my oldest and my middle and little, we haven't had that conversation because they're still they're little. still little. My yeah. middles, he's, he's got, I think my middle and little have a lot of common sense. I actually don't, I, they, I think they know and I don't even have to tell him that you know, like yeah. my little one, well, that happens a seven-year-old when is you like, have multiple kids, he'll right? walk around and he'll see a Santa and be like, you're fake, you're fake. Have you seen him do that? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. We were at church on Christmas Eve last year, or not Christmas Eve, it was like a Christmas festival or whatever. You know, they have like events throughout right, the right. holiday season and they had like a nativity scene and we could all like be part of it. It was a photo op and it was so great. Then you got to go on stage and Santa was there. <laughs> and my little one was like, it was Were such a big line. Kids? He was like, I'm not going up there. Oh my God, that's You're so fake. Funny. And then he pointed at him and was like, you're fake. It's you're like elf. Fake. Oh my God. I was like, <laughs> get out of here. Like, that is so funny. Like, he's he's going to like he go tackle Santa. Santa and yeah, he pull was his like, beard get off. Get out of here, big guy. You're not real. Like, I'm like, so funny. we're in church. What are you doing? <laughs> Dude, I, he just, oh, he man. know, he know, he has to know, but he has like a lot of common sense. Yeah. Well, I feel like the third child does learn things quicker totally. than the first one. My obviously. first one was like, I feel like my whole life is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> my son said the same thing where he said something that was like, so, oh no. Then it was like, well, is, is this not true? Is the Easter Bunny not true? Is the, the tooth fairy not true? And I'm like, oh, this is so hard because... He like accepted everything, but the tooth fairy really was like... It was hard for wait, him. Wait, you're telling me the tooth fairy's not real? Yeah. Like that seems like funny. the most believable, like unbelievable one out of all of right, them. Right, right. Like there's a fairy that goes around collecting tea. You, you buy that? Like, <laughs> I don't... He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like... You were telling Stop me. Stop right there. <laughs> the tooth fairy is not real. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's God. such a funny one. It was but so yeah. funny. But yeah, he was like floored by that. Yeah, it's so sad because mm. it really does take away that magic. Yeah. And, you know, I think you and I as parents agree on the whole keeping them innocent as possible. Mm-hmm. Part of why we don't do cell phones yet and things like that. So it is important to like let these kids be kids, you yeah. know, and have them enjoy that as long as possible. It was just a parenting decision that we made that we thought that that was yeah. the right time to learn before going to middle school. And, you know, when they, they'll find out eventually. And it's mm-hmm. you, if it's not heartbreak with us, it's heartbreak with somebody else, right? Yeah. So at least it was with us and not, totally. and we were there for them versus like, yeah being with friends and being made fun of or being heartbroken and not having somebody there to swoop in like we did. But anyway, so that's the topic for this episode. And I was going to talk about different things that like parenting decisions where you have to make those kind of calls that you don't think about or expect and then they cap in and you have to kind of make those decisions or you're not prepared for and then you're you're kind of like winging it right which is like everything in parenting if I would be honest but then I was like there's so much to talk about Mm -hmm. with sex and preteens and teenagers and we're kind of like on the cusp of that or coming into that and it's like a huge deal and honestly I haven't really thought about it much but I was looking at my son the other day and he looked so like grown up all of a sudden and mature and I was like oh my god you're gonna be a a young man soon like it's 
happening, whether I'm right wanting now. it to or not. I know. I don't want it to happen, but it's yeah. going to happen. And so I just thought like we could talk about that type of thing for a second and how it's different for guys versus girls and just navigating that whole situation. Yeah. Let's jump into it. Okay, go ahead. I love that. You're all in. <laughs> I'm all in. No, but so, I, looked, I did look at my son the last few days and we were with some friends earlier today um, at the pumpkin patch. And we've been taking mm-hmm. our kids, these family and my family have been going since our oldest were in the baby Bjorns. So, so they're really little this babies. This is like their 13th round oh at the pumpkin patch, so right? It's a tradition. It is a tradition. We've done it year after year after year. And we've gone to this pumpkin patch too, like yeah. our mom cl- our mom's club when they were babies and stuff. But yeah. like, they were still super into it, except they're so cool now. Oh, I And bet. they're like the oldest kids there. And I looked at both of these young men now and I thought, oh my, because my oldest is going through it like yours is. And my friend's oldest is also going, like, I don't know if it's this like, they all have around the same birthdays mm-hmm. and maybe that's what it is jumping into like actual teenagehood, but yeah, turning 13. I don't know. It's bizarre. But every kid that I'm looking at right now, that's turning 13. These, they're like going young on. men. Yeah. It's so it's weird. Cra- like they it's have acne so, and like, right. Like teenagers, they're stuff. not babies anymore. their faces are not like babies. They're sort of roughing up a little bit, you know, yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's the right word, but yeah. they're just, they're, they're definitely more maturing. Manly, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a more manly thing. I yeah. just, for me, it's like parenting in general is so like a weird experience, you know, yeah. because it like sped up time and yeah. it goes by fast. And there's just so many of those moments where I stop and I, look at things mm-hmm. and try to like take it all in. Just hold on to it. And I'm just it. like shocked by it. I know. Every time. And I feel yeah. like that I had that moment recently with my son where I looked at him. I'm like, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. You were just a baby. I know it sounds so cliche. And if you don't, if you're not experiencing it, it sounds very cliche. But when you're in the moment, it's oh, so yeah. real and so weird. And it just feels like it happened out of nowhere. Dude. You know what I mean? Yes. We, Chris and I went to dinner last night to celebrate our anniversary. Yeah. And I had a lot of wine and I was like getting kind of emotional. And I was like, what's the best part of the 15 years? And I was like, can you believe we have a, like in like five months, we're going to have a teenager. Right. This is wild. And then I was like, actually in five years, he's going to be going to college maybe. And like moving out of that. I only have five and a half years left with my oldest. Right. That seems like I'm, nothing compared to fuck. how fast the last 12 years have gone. Like, like, I, no, it's no, insane. no, no, I want this. Oh, are you thinking about it? Yes. I was like, and he was like, fuck yeah, woo, we're going to get our lives. Why are so all He's like, like that? My husband can't so wait to get there. there. I know. <laughs> He's so excited for the um, us time again. And I'm like, let's enjoy you now. You are going to miss this, man. You are going to yes, miss that. That miss country it. song is the best we're country gonna be song so ever. We're going to be so bored out of our minds. Because we're not going to have all the sports. We're what not going to have we all the do? activities. We always talk about what did we do with our lives before we had kids? Because we're so busy now. Like we did nothing compared to what we're doing now. And so it, it is weird to think about. I mean, we about. found ways to fill the time, but we can't like go to the club in our 50s. <laughs> totally. Like, what are we totally. Do? Gonna, oh my gosh. I guess we can go to the Cougar Club. We had this conversation with my friends last night because we were talking, because we have some friends that are divorced now. Yeah. And so we met up with some people that were all single and it's very weird oh, to be going. Yeah. And oh. so it's very weird to be in this age dealing with that because we were talking about like some of these guys are dating younger girls and it's so weird because when you hang out with like a 20 year old yeah 
you're like in my mind, I'm still 25, which is the Same, that's the too. other weird thing about parenting is all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're like, who is this person? You don't recognize them. Yeah, 25. I'm and then you hang out with a 25 year old mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, you're a baby and I am not 25 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not because God. of how they look, but because of how they act, you Just know? Because they don't know anything. There's, they don't know anything. But they so, think they know it all. Right. And, and so, I, I did too. I did too. Oh no. Yeah. yeah for I sure. thought I was an adult and I got everything and you don't get everything. And then it's just weird to think about somebody our age dating somebody like, like, how could you be interested in that? Because it's such a different world. Yeah. It, sometimes it's creepy when it's a huge age difference, but, but, you know, there's probably people who are like, well, my husband and I are whatever. It's different for everybody. It's sometimes it depends on the two people, but I just think it is weird to think about people yeah. dating that because they're now single or whatever, or whatever. And so I just, we had this conversation about how it goes so fast and I lost my train of thought of what I, where yeah. I was going with this, but it goes fast. It goes You're going to miss fast. this. You're going to, Oh, like spending, I don't know what it was, <laughs> whatever I was even going, but we were having this conversation and it's just, it's just weird. It's just weird. The whole thing is weird. Oh, no. Life is weird. It gets weirder as you get older. I feel like. Because I agree. There's so many weird moments like that. Yeah. I do wish that I could rewind the time a little bit. I can't remember what I was going to say. I know. I wish you could. That's the other thing that happens when you get older. You forget things. Mm. (laughs) That black sea oil should help you with your mental clarity. I know. It's supposed to. Should help with everything. Okay. Everything but death. (laughs) I need (laughs) Mahoozy. All right. Circling back. I thought it was really interesting when you called and you were like, let's do Santa before sex. At first I was like, okay, do we, can we fill the time with that oh, topic? Yeah, we can. But because I, I have think... Alexa show. Okay. So it's like a little screen, like a little TV. Okay. I have one in my bathroom and then in our kitchen. Yeah. And every time I'm either doing the dishes or brushing my teeth, washing my hands, whatever, there it all it shows like headlines yeah. as it, it scrolls through. And one of the headlines is like, sextortion is at an all-time high. And I, it happened to be scrolling mm-hmm. the last few days. And you, when you sent this to me about Santa before sex, I'm like, I feel like the universe is telling us we need to talk about it. Talk about this because yeah. sextortion. Do you know what that is? Have you ever I heard mean, of this? I mean, I didn't know until recently. And yeah. some account we follow on one of our Instagrams that was talking about this. Could they show this picture of this really cute? young teenage boy that mm-hmm. had killed himself. And I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. And I click on it and read it. And it's sextortion. I'm like, what is sextortion? I have no idea what this is. I read the whole thing. He ended up killing himself yeah. because of the sextortion, right. which is so awful and disgusting. They're saying it's like the fastest growing scam that's out there right now. Scam targeted towards teenage Teenagers. boys out there. And for anyone listening, this is really important, especially if you have your kiddos with cell phones. And we've talked a lot about this in the past with like you and I have made the choice to not give our kids cell phones. And it's not because I don't trust them or I don't want them to be cool and hip and with the times, but don't it's because I want to preserve their innocence. Right. I want them to be kids. I, and my oldest son is, he's very, very close. Both of our sons are very close to getting a cell phone. And I know that they earned it and they deserve it, but I just want them to be kids for a little bit longer. They have the rest of their lives to be grownups yeah. and deal with the hard shit right. and the pressures, especially from social media. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine. Every time I read one of these stories, it makes me not want to do it. It just pushes well, the time back for me because not giving them a cell phone is mm-hmm. literally protecting them from this. There's right. no way that this stuff can happen if mm-hmm. they don't have a cell phone. Right. Like it's not happening. They're not being bullied on social media. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about suicide. They're not being 
they're just extorted for money yes. because of nude pictures. Like they're not sending nude right. pictures. They're not getting nude pictures. Like it just, that doesn't happen because they're not on a cell phone. Right. So it's hard to think well, about. I think what people need to realize too, or stop and think about is that we're all, and maybe we have talked about this on another podcast. I feel like maybe we have, we're all test dummies right now. Totally. Every single one of us on this planet. These generations of kids growing up with no cell phones are test dummies. studies or research or anything. We're it. There are There is research no, well, there now. Is now. It's coming yeah. out now. And there's there's like five or six states actually that have now outlined banned social media until you're all social media until you're 18 years old. Which I think there's every many state countries have, that have done that. They're all starting to see the effects of this. They're trying to help like mass mental health and prevent suicide and especially with teenagers. And there's just... It's just you're you're handing them the keys to the kingdom without any training, and we as parents, we're not experts either. We're still trying to navigate it and learn how to do it, right? And we're trying to teach them how to do it. It's so, not even that you're handing them the keys to the kingdom. It's also that their maturity level is just not there. Mm-hmm. You know, even as adults, when their prefrontal cortexes are not developed, right? The decision making mm-hmm. center of the brain is not developed yet until they're in their twenties. But we as adults struggle with our own issues with social media right. and cell phone use. And it, it's become an, a thing that is addicting and they know it's addicting the dopamine hits that you get from mm-hmm. all the different things. And we're adults and that's an issue. Like I can't imagine giving it to a kid who doesn't have the capacity, like literally doesn't have the capacity to think about it well, from an adult's perspective right. and know how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. So, And you always say, and I love that you say this because it always puts things in perspective for me that kids can't see past today. Right. So they get into these situations right. where they're like, holy shit, what am I going to do? I guess I'm just going to kill my, this is it. I, yeah. There's no they way out of this. There's tomorrow. no way around this. Right. There's nothing that I can do. So for this young man, he was like the star athlete at his yeah. school. He was a great kid. Great kid. He was the prom king. He had a million friends. Oh, he so got catfished by this young girl who was 16. They were the same age. They started talking on Snapchat and Instagram. They were exchanging, you know, messages and whatever. They became really, really close. Then she said, and her, ins- her Instagram and Snapchat, sorry, yeah. Instagram and Snapchat and whatever her social media feeds, they were all filled with pictures of her that looked like she was a but it was a, a normal regular teenager just like he was right and then the scammer asked for him to send a naked picture with his face in it and the and, moment okay, so as a teenager mm-hmm. that's not a red flag but as an adult you'll be like, like why ooh, does my why do you want my to be in it mm-hmm. right you think about those things but teenagers do not no they're like okay sure you like here me you go. here you go <laughs> yeah. so we'll full frontal face and oh it's so the whole body sends it to her and five seconds later you better send me a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars this is happening to everybody every day yeah. to young kids so this particular one where the kid unfortunately took his own life felt like he didn't have a way out yeah and this was a man in nigeria that was catfishing, catfishing him girls photos he, he yeah. was playing the part of the 16 year old girl oh, awful! it's so awful and was like you have to do do this right. or go kill yourself basically right. and so he chose to do that and so right. what we need to know or we're kind of wrap our heads around is that this is this young man this is not an isolated story yeah it this is a fast growing story across the world like there's so many kids and now it's on my alexa scroll that everywhere i go it's i'm seeing it more and more and more so it's a real yeah, big problem it's becoming a bigger issue yeah 
So obviously having conversations with your kids, awareness is important. I didn't know about this story until it was shared on social media. Hopefully if you haven't heard about it, you're hearing it from us. And so you're, you now have the awareness. You should tell your friends, you should talk about this with your, you know, other moms Mm -hmm. or other parents and obviously be aware of it and communicate with your kids. Now we don't know the situation with this kid and his parents. Were they communicating? Did he feel like he didn't have any resources like to reach out to mom and dad and say, help me? Um, You know, like Amanda and I just both stated, and I will reiterate kids like don't not only do they not have the capacity to think through things, they just can't see past tomorrow. That's why so many kids in high school make these decisions, these quick decisions that affect them like a, a suicide forever, but they, they're they not thinking about it because they're so upset. They mm-hmm. can't get past it. They don't know what to do. Um, impulsiveness, that's the word I'm looking for. They're very impulsive. Teenagers are very, very, very impulsive. So sending a quick photo that ends up doing that. Like he was probably devastated the second that person was like, send me all this money. Like his heart probably sank and he was Mm -hmm. like, what did I do? I'm going to be in so much trouble. Right. The impulsiveness is is part of being a teenager. Mm -hmm. Like you can't parent that out of them. That's how their brain works. Mm -hmm. So you have to consider those things. It's just so awful. These stories are so upsetting. And I don't, I think I didn't share it on our social media because I was just looking for it before this podcast Mm -hmm. because I know I saw that story. I think I didn't share it because it's so upsetting. Mm -hmm. I don't want to share stories like that because how awful, like who wants to think about these things happening to kids, you know? Right. But the awareness is important. So how do you share the awareness without talking about it? Well, we have to talk about it with our kids. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You got to talk about it with your friends, with your circle of mama bears and, you know, moms and dads out there. It's okay to talk about these hard topics because we as parents are all going to face it no matter no matter what. We're all going to go through it, but we're not alone in this. So there's this other story I want to share. And this one had a, a, a little bit. It definitely had a happier ending because this young man did not take his life. He had um, same kind of situation. 16-year-old girl. He was a star athlete. Um, was flirting with this girl. Snapchat and Instagram. They were DMing each other. She said, send me a naked body. Like, and, and please include your face because yeah. I want to see your face. And she probably, you know, they probably made it irresistible. Whatever the message right, was, right. right? So this young man did it. Then five seconds later, he got a text that said, you need to send me hundreds of thousands of dollars or this is going to go and it's going to ruin your life and your career and you're going to go kill yourself. He ran home, went into his mom's purse trying to find his social security number because he had to get a Zelle account and you need to put your social security number and he was going to send her money. And his mom was like, what what are you doing? And he said, this is what happened. I'm so, so sorry. And the mom says in this article, at least he told his mom, I can't believe he fell for this because we talk about it all the time. Mm. And I to that mom, right? To that mom is they don't. Here's where you won. You you did talk about it, but kids are still going to make mistakes. But he came to you, and didn't take his own life. He didn't. That's the blessing. Like kids are still going to make mistakes, and absolutely, they're going to do things, and they're going to. But but I do think for a parent like that, who's like, we've talked about this since day one. We we have such an open communication with our family. I think that saved that young man's life. Yeah, it very likely did. I don't. It had to have. Right. So just these conversations about sex and, you know, the all evil the things that are happening in this world. There's so like, many predators out there. You don't want to take just... away your kid's innocence. That's right. the other thing. Like, I don't want to say that to my son. Like, I always think about telling kids. I just tell my kids that there's really bad people out there that want to do bad things to kids. I've never gone down the like what they actually do. 
I know. do. I do now. You do. Mm-hmm. So I not so with all of them, but you yes, have to I be do. careful how you say things because mm-hmm. I have a kid that's more anxious, you know, and I don't want him to like ruminate about it. Mm-hmm. But then you know, other kids can handle stuff, but also you don't want to like take away their like innocence. Like when you find yeah. out there's bad people that want like kids are so innocent they don't know that there's bad people that want to hurt them. Like that's the problem, and that's why they're so trusting and loving and kind because they're children. So it's like as a parent, and that's what this whole podcast is about. We're now. Navigating mm-hmm. that whole walking the line of keeping them innocent and young and children and living in a good world versus telling them all the awful things that are happening all the time and ruining their childhood and yeah. taking away their innocence. Like we have to walk that line and it's really hard. And who knows like how to do it right? Nobody gives us a manual. That was another episode we did. <laughs> right? Please pass the instruction manual. Please pass the instruction <laughs> manual. Check out that podcast. But it's just, it's so hard because what's the right thing and mm-hmm. how do you protect your kids? And, you know, it reminds me of like, we got broken into, our house got broken into in 2014. And I had like these intuitions about it. And I was having anxiety about our neighborhood was having break-ins. And mm-hmm. we were having people come to our house to install security systems. And we we just didn't pull the trigger. And then we got broken into and all of our belongings got stolen. And, and it was that moment of learning the lesson of I, yeah. I knew what I should have done and I I hesitated. Mm-hmm. I hesitated. I didn't do it. And I feel like this is kind of one of those situations where these things are happening in the world. We don't have to worry as much about that with not having access to a cell phone. But are, am I hesitating on telling my kids these things that are awful because I don't want to ruin their innocence? Yeah. You know, like, how do you say it? I almost want somebody to like write me a script so I know what to say where they understand it, but then they don't take away their innocence. And also that mom said she talked to him. So maybe she didn't scare him enough. Maybe, you know, it was, this happens, but it wasn't a reality. Like, you know, know. what do you say Mm -hmm. to get through to them? Well, you know, I I don't know. know. These are the things I think about. Situation. These, these young men were 16 years old, right? So they're horny teenagers. (laughs) Right. I mean, you're like at that age. It's they're okay. like, right. And if you're in a relationship, I use these big air quotes, right? Like a lot of relationships take place over social media, right? Well, they all, that's all that's, there is. So there's Sometimes DMing, there's not even a relationship. They're it is Snapchatting, just media. they're all of these things. Or cell phones. If you're doing that for months, every day, all day, you grow a bond, you grow a trust. Yeah. Did you see that? Sorry, that Netflix that where the guy got catfished. It reminded me of that. Did you send it to me? No, it was a while ago, like three or four years ago, I want to say. And it was that NFL player that got catfished. And it was a dude. Remember? No, but I remember that story. Yeah, because people are so trusting over the mm-hmm. internet. Like he had never met her, but he had a girlfriend and she died. And it was really this guy that was pretending to be his girlfriend. And he was, it's just weird stuff. And this is an adult. So what the fuck is I, wrong with people? Right? <laughs> Jesus, that would help us all. He was a Hawaiian player. I think he played. No, I know. I remember exactly what you're talking about. Was a college student. To her the whole time, but during that time, I think he was a college student. Maybe he was like being drafted. Yes, and then when he went, so the story came out before he went to the NFL, and then his NFL was like not ruined, but it totally messed him up. I totally remember that story. People who do these things are awful human beings. They ruin people's lives. The devil's on our doorstep. It I'm, seriously it is. Just, the things that are happening in this world today, it's just mind-blowing. I will say this. I don't have a script and I might be paying gobs and gobs of money for therapy later for my children. I don't know. 
but I take them where they're at. So for example, my oldest, and we go to a very vanilla school. So the biggest problems we have right now at our school, thank the Lord, is vaping. They yes. vape. Everybody's I vaping. I didn't know that. You didn't? Oh yeah. He tells me he's like, but I just watched Mom, Big Vape or Everybody's whatever vaping in the in the bathroom. And I was like, what do you really? know about vaping? And he was like, I don't he's like, it's kind of like cigarettes. And I was like, actually, I think I'd rather you smoke a cigarette than vape. And here's why. And then I got online. Popcorn lung. And I showed him, I'm like, these are athletes. These are people that wanted to go to the NBA or the NFL. And they were probably on that track, except now they're vaping. So they've been vaping for a year and their lungs look like they've been smoking for 50 years. Yeah. There's kids that are dying. They have all kinds of like breathing problems, respiratory problems. They have those trach or what are those things where you breathe through oh, your throat? Is it a trach, trach what, tube or? Trach, uh, yeah. What is it called? Ooh. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's like a whole. Right. And that's how they're. Anyway, they yeah. there's it's billions and billions of problems. Called. I, I, I'm like, if you ever want to do that, please come to me. Please don't ever, ever do that. And I am the mom that will show you videos that will scare the shit out of you. So yeah, you don't do I'll that. I'll do that too. I, I just, like car accidents. Just yeah. Wait. Oh yeah. Drinking. <laughs> driving, like, my oldest was like, when can I have a drink? And I was like, oh, do you think you want to drink? Let me show you. So look at this car. That, right. That's from a drunk driver. And right. all the people driving that didn't, didn't survive. Like you, you just can't take any chances. It just yeah. takes one bad mistake to ruin your life so or true. somebody else's or all of the above. So exactly, exactly what happened to those kids. Mm -hmm. I one split second decision. Feel like in my case, and I don't know that I'm nailing it or getting it right. And if there's any therapist out there that's listening, maybe you could reach out and tell me that I'm ruining my children. <laughs> but I take them where they're at. I answer their questions. I give them facts. And I don't feel like I'm stealing their innocence anymore. I feel like they're- You're saving our their trust, life. <laughs> I'm saving their life. Right. And I'm creating this foundation of, of trust mm -hmm. where, where they can come to me for anything. And I'm going to give them the truth, even if it hurts. Yeah. So going back to Santa, when my oldest asked me, he happened to ask me on Easter Sunday because he was like, I don't get it. Easter bunnies, Jesus, like how do the two go together? That's how he figured it out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, well- I told you I'd never lie to you. So you have to make sure that you're ready for whatever the truth is when you're asking me a question like that. And so I've just sort of gone that way always whenever I answer a question is the, the day that he asked me about the Easter Bunny, which turned into Santa. He was like, okay, what about Santa? I'm like, okay, I'm going to tell you everything, but are you sure you want to know? Because there's no going back once you know the answer, but I promise you I'll never lie. And so from there, he's always felt very safe to ask these questions about vaping. Yeah. He asked me about cocaine the other day. I was like, how do you know about cocaine? Why? Because there's a movie called Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah. And he was like, what's cocaine? Like, oh, that sounds cocaine. awesome. Like, actually, it's a drug and it's illegal and it could kill you. And and it could be laced with something called fentanyl. Have you ever heard of that? Like, we talk so much about that yeah. now in our house. Yeah. But the fentanyl I thing feel like he's thing. starting to. He trusts you because I think you're he trusts and me and he'll come to me yeah. with questions. And, and maybe they're things that he's going through or maybe they're just random things that he found on a YouTube short or whatever. Right. Do you know what I mean? Or like heard yeah. on the field somewhere. And then he comes to me and he asks me about it because he knows that I'm never going to lie to him about it. Right. But, but do you ever think about where do I draw the line? Like, is this, do you ever hesitate to say, is this a conversation I should hold off on if he asks you? I haven't had that yet. Okay. But. Because, because you are basically navigating what his world looks like mm -hmm. to him through his eyes yeah. of innocence. Right. Because if you're telling him the truth about things he doesn't know about, that's now his reality. Completely. So, and that's why I'm not, I'm not giving him information that he's not asking for. Right. So. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean, not that he's not ready for it, but 
there are consequences of knowing those things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. I think having the sex talk with him at a very, very young age, it was something that I was not ready for. In fact, Chris is the one that did most of the talking on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And he just laid it all out on the line. Like, and I was not there and I wish I would have been, but I think it was also good that they had that moment together. Yeah. But he learned about everything. And then, and then his innocence came back. So he would like ask, a, like, I remember a few days later, he was That's like, true. They still have so, it. I know that to you told extent. us about sex. Does that mean that you and dad have had sex three times? <laughs> and I was like, yep. Three times, buddy. Right. That's all That's it all took. It took. <laughs> That's all we did. It. That's all you right. did. And so I don't feel like his innocence was, st- was stolen Thank at all. You. And yeah. my friend, one of my very, very, true. very good friends is an OBGYN. Mm. And she has the best kids. <clears throat> no, look at my frog in my throat this time. She has the best kids and they have a very open, they knew about sex probably before they were walking. I mean, that's yeah. a very normal, natural part of their life because their mom delivers babies. Right. And how do you <clears throat> so that's answer kind of- those questions? But they, like she was having her kids would be like, um, they call it like, you know, I always say the zing. When you get a zing, it's like tickle down there. Mm-hmm. They call it a tickle in the nani. <laughs> That's funny. But it's like everybody feels that. Even a young child feels that. So they knew what all of that was before, years before my kids did. Yeah. Uh, because that was a perfectly normal, natural thing. I think right. the more you educate your kids on what the actual facts are, then maybe that softens the blow of taking away their innocence because yeah. now it's just actual data that you're giving them. I mean, it's the truth. Right. I'm all about the truth. Same girl. So, yeah, I I agree with you. And I think part of the sad part of how we all live separate lives, and this was another episode we did. I forget what it was called. Maybe you'll remember the village, you having raising families together in a village and like with other parents Mm -hmm. and other kids. And, you know, people are giving birth, you know, before hospitals together and and little kids saw that. So there was always, and I don't know what people did in villages. I'm sure they had sex when other people were around. So kids maybe learned about it then. I don't know, but that has been taken away because we all live these separate lives and these separate buildings and everything's hush hush. And I'm a big believer that the more you try to hide things from kids, the more they want to know about it. And if they don't find out from you, Mm -hmm. they're going to find out other ways. Mm -hmm. And those ways are not always the best. We know that. So I, like we have very similar beliefs. And Mm -hmm. and so I, sadly, we can't give other perspectives on what what we believe, (laughs) but I agree with you so many things that you have done as a parent and I'm always learning from you I feel like you're very smart and very aware and no I love listening to you talk about things and since the kids were babies I love listening talking to you I didn't say that right but I feel the exact same way (laughs) but I just learned so much from you because even how you articulated everything that you just talked about because I haven't had those conversations yet. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to do this yeah. because of how you did it. And so I just, I'm always learning from you. But thank you. Yeah. I think it's important. That's why it's important to talk to friends about these things mm-hmm. because we can learn from each other and we're not in a village anymore. But if we yeah. were, we would be learning these things just by osmosis. Like right. we're just with each other mm-hmm. all the time. So because we live such separate lives, I think it's so important to keep that communication going 
with friends and what they're going through and their kids are going through. And that's why it's good to have friends that have older kids. So you might be not be having playdates, but you can come to them with questions or what did you do when your kids had this? Because mm-hmm. they've experienced it and then come out on the other side of it and know and have experience. And maybe they didn't do it right or maybe they didn't do it the way you would, but you could still yeah. learn from that. So mm-hmm. that's why it's just good to share And hopefully people don't get offended by things because everybody does things differently in their lives. And that's how we learn, right? So I don't know. I think it's great to be honest and not make sex such a taboo topic Mm -hmm. and such a taboo thing with your kids because then they're not going to come to you when they have something scary or... Because it's, we don't talk about that. So why mm-hmm. would they come to you? They're not going to come mm-hmm. to you if you don't talk about it, you know? And don't make it such an off, um, what do you call it? Like an off topic, like a topic that you don't- Like an awkward? Yeah, make it awkward? Yes, don't make it awkward. Like if you're not awkward and uncomfortable, then they're going to be less likely to be awkward and uncomfortable. I mean, I remember when my mom tried to talk to me about puberty, I was like, get out of here, you sicko. Like I hated it, <laughs> hated how she talked about it. And she wasn't like- <laughs> like your body changes and stuff, you know, like that stuff. I was like, ew, go away. But now I I feel like my older son is kind of like that too. He's like, I know mom, like, dude, look at all your armpit hair. It is like, yeah, large and in charge. (laughs) Like, come on. let's. But is is it weird how you say it? Or is he just feels like, oh my God, you're so, he'll be like, you're not funny. You're not funny. I'm like, actually I have goat jokes for days, honey. Like, let's. But <laughs> oh my god, you he, me yeah, I don't, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's an awkward thing for sure. I mean, I try not to make not, it awkward, I try to make it fun, serious, but also humorous yes. and lighthearted and right, relatable. But I think if you make it taboo, yeah, then it makes it worse. Just totally. my opinion, nobody get mad, but I, ju- I just yeah. really feel that way, and that's why you know, we've talked about this too before is like kids seeing their parents naked. Like we've had those conversations of when, when do you stop letting your kids see you in the shower? Like when they're itty bitty babies Mm -hmm. or when they're older. And I've always been really open with my kids about not being like, Oh my God, get out of here. You can't see me naked. I'm just free. And like, I'm proud of my body and I'm confident. And this is what a real woman looks like, right? you know, because there's so much, um, porn and um photoshop and surgery social media yeah. filters. filters like everything is ruining fillers, what plumpers. that looks like yeah. for them and if they never see a natural mother of course that's through the first person they're going to see naked i mean i hope it is you know um because I that's, that's natural so cute that you think that <laughs> right no i think that and maybe that's <laughs> not true the first for people. person that they're going to see naked no not like when they're babies oh, oh like oh, when they're oh, toddlers yeah, 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 yeah. when they're okay, sorry toddlers and you're I giving thought... you a bath you know or something i don't know or like you get out yes. of the bath and they walk in because they're toddlers and they don't know Listen, like, i took a shower with my boys yeah, forever right, i mean i don't take babies. a shower with my 12 year old now that would be really weird no but i'm not saying you should shower with them no, but i did for years for the first like few years of their life yes that yes, was my I, I remember one of the moms in our mom's group telling us that hack because i didn't know you could like put your baby on the shower and they would like play while you're taking a shower i couldn't get a shower and, and then they shared that yeah. that's what they did and yeah. i was like oh okay mm-hmm. we'll do that it's just it's just one of those things that like that you do naturally sometimes yep. and maybe you don't. But I just know that like my mom was like so weird about me seeing her naked or whatever. And I and it's like what age do like 
does that become awkward or weird or uncomfortable or unnecessary? And I'm not saying, I'm not talking about like molester stuff. I know people's things, their minds go there, but I'm saying you're, if you're not like, don't look at me, like, don't look at this. Like it's a taboo thing. And you're just like, this is what a naked person looks like. I need privacy. Can you leave now? Like you can communicate with them instead of being, yeah, like it's a secret. Like, Mm -hmm. don't look at this. You're, you should have those conversations about body parts and people don't touch your privates and all of those things. That's a necessary conversation, but I'm just Mm -hmm. saying being open about nakedness and nudity instead of it. Because I think when, just Mm -hmm. looking from my perspective as when I was a kid, when we saw naked pictures of something in a magazine or whatever, like it was such a big deal because you don't see it. I don't know where I'm like going with this conversation, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you should like, be naked forever with your kids. But I'm just saying there's obviously there's a different point for everybody when they decide that that's no longer appropriate for their family or their kids at a certain age. And it's different for everybody, I'm sure. But I'm just saying, I'm just sharing what I have experienced and my belief about it is that it shouldn't be like a taboo, scary, like we don't see those things. And I don't know. I just think that it's not, should other strangers see it? No, you know, but that's the comfort zone that we mm-hmm. have as a family and to be not afraid or ashamed of our bodies or, you know, nudity no, is not. I think of Jim's dad from American Pie. It's a perfectly normal, natural thing. I think that is the best quote in the whole wide world. I use yeah, it all the time in my, right. in my family when, and we've talked about this with Austin and Chris before at the table, like at yeah. dinner or whatever, like, right. We want our kids because we have boys. Right. I don't want them to ever freak out when they see boobs and be yes. like, ooh. But that's what kids like, have never okay. seen are like, oh my God, boobs. And it's boobs, like, boobs, boobs, boobs. Boobs are like, normal. I'm not we all have boobs. Flashing my boobs right now. No. Right. But right. but I Well, you're not like a perfect and, and at this point <laughs> in our in in because we do have a preteen, there is privacy. Like right. I am I right. don't dress in front of him anymore. It's just we just don't. Right. I, I'll I don't go to the bathroom with them anymore. But there was that first, I would say, eight years that was I could get dressed in front of them. It was never weird. Like, what so is that? It was what is never that? weird for me. It no. got weird for my husband. And then he's like, he shouldn't see you naked. And I was like, it's not uncomfortable for it me. Got, he doesn't stare. So my son never did the, those things. But I've heard other people say mm-hmm. like their kids were staring all of a sudden. And it's like, OK, now they have the awareness. Sure. Now this might be uncomfortable for people. Right. So and then at that, that moment, you have mm-hmm. privacy conversations. Right. But you take your kids where they're at. Yes, you take them where they're at. That's a great way to say it. Where they're at. Yeah. Every time. It's different Being for Being naked everybody. is a ter- totally, perfectly natural, normal thing. Yeah. I think, I love that your husband said that. It's just, He had said something about um, Amber Rose at one time where she was like changing her tampon with her little toddler there and people oh, yeah. gave her so much shit about right, it. Right, but she's like, I want my like, sons I want to, them know to know that women have periods. This is a perfectly so normal, natural thing. So they don't freak out. has one, they're not mean to them. I, I love that love too. That. Because yes. I had never thought about educating my kids about that stuff until I heard about that. Right, I thought it was great. I yeah. love that she did that because now it doesn't make anything weird when her kids right. and are then, faced with then that. Then you don't have be. a 13 year old boy making fun of a girl when her period who has her fucking period her because guess what yeah all girls are going to have their period right all girls are going to have leakage right. it's, it all, gives yeah. them a level of maturity at mm-hmm. what age you do maybe that's different for everybody because i think hers were like toddlers hers were little but i think that so, lessons like that when you make it a perfectly normal natural thing right lessons right. like that will stick with you, you don't make it taboo you don't make a big deal about it it's normal this happens we just like i hope my boys if that happens to a girl they'll give them 
their sweatshirt to tie around. You know yeah. what I mean? Or right. They'll be gentlemen and they'll be like, my mom has this. I know what this is. This is Here's my sweatshirt. Or scary and weird. It's normal. Right. Right. It's like the book, Everybody Poops. <laughs> Everybody poops. We all poop. We all fart. We all have normal human things. Yes. Can we just normalize it and not make it weird? Right? <laughs> Do we need a book, Every Every Woman Has a Period? Everybody has a period. No, that doesn't everybody exist. doesn't have a period. I mean, we, oh, every, let's not even go down there. Let's not even go down there. These days we cannot. Oh, dear. So, yeah. Okay. What else do you got on your list? Topic. <laughs> um, what do you think about at like what age you will let your kids date or the sex? Like on a one-on-one? As a teenager. Yeah. Oh, with sex as a teenager? Yeah. I mean, so like I know I like poke fun a sex. little bit. Like totally. that's what happens I know. as a teenager. I poked fun at you a little bit, but I do. I will. I love the idea of them finding the one and like, I love that. What did you make fun of me for? Well, I did. I like poke fun. Like, haha, they're only going to see one person naked. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I do love that idea. I think that would be so really wonderful. I don't know. Did if you it's... have rules when you were growing up about what age you could date or mm-hmm. did your parents say you can't have sex until you're married? Like, did any of that My happen? dad said you can't date until you're married <laughs> forever. Really? Yeah, but I think that was just like a dad protecting his little girl. And then yeah, which I hear that I was a lot. like 16 when I went out on dates. It started with group dating. I wasn't allowed to go out with a boy one-on-one until so you can go out together as yeah. groups of boys and girls. And so my parents were divorced, but I had to you know, if I was with my dad, then they would have to meet he would have to meet the boy that I brought home and if I was with my mom. Right. Same thing. Right. Um and they would have to get to know him a little bit before they let me just go out like one-on-one. One-on-one, yeah. Um and they would really have to know him before I could get in the car with them. Yeah. I mean, I so, understand that. Yeah. Especially these days, I would understand Especially that. these days. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I go back and forth with this question because I do think 16 Well, it's different because we're girls. And we we're, are girls. Or women, I guess. And how we were raised is maybe not how we're going to raise our sons. Mm-hmm. And it's different being like from a female perspective versus a male. Like, I don't know if you've had conversations with Chris yet about dating and stuff like that or what you're going to talk to him about. We, and and before we start they have different opinions. I think they do. And Chris and I have started like dabbling a little bit in this topic because I know we're going to be getting closer um, soon, especially as we start talking about like high school and where we're going to go and what we're going to do. And like, just before we started recording this podcast, we were talking about when we were growing up, like, boys would their parents would say go ahead and go out just don't get anybody pregnant yeah like they would just but, be they would like give them their blessing to go do whatever the fuck they want as long as just nobody don't, got pregnant. don't knock anyone up yes That's don't knock anyone what up. it was like for literally yeah don't drink and drive and don't knock anyone up right but we live in a very very different world now and now we have to teach our kids how about consent on a whole new level yeah right on a level that me as a woman never had to go through, you know, in my, like in my, not my adolescence, but my young or teenage, my late teens and early adult age. Right. Like yeah, consent is a totally different thing now. Right. I don't know how to navigate these waters. That is a little bit scary having boys For sure. and making sure that when they make a decision to do the deed with a girl or whatever, that they have their consent. And like I see, sometimes I watch like a sitcom or a, a movie and I see these boys taking girls out and then they'll take it to the next level. And they'll, I don't know if they're poking fun or if this is the reality that we live in now. They'll be like, do I have your consent to hold your hand? Do I have your consent to kiss you goodnight? 
and I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like I appreciate valuing a woman and not crossing a line that makes her feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like growing up for me, going out with boys, if I said no, that was okay. Like no was not. Do you know what I mean? And so am I making sense? Is this? Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know how to navigate this new world. This is the part that I really need an instruction manual on because I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting to learn from you. So <laughs> get on it. Well, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. My, my older one I, loves the ladies. He just loves girls. So yeah. So my son is not there yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like for me, it was like a, fl- a switch flipped. Mm-hmm. I was a tomboy. So I hung out with guys all the time and didn't like them. And then all of a sudden, I think I was in sixth grade. Yeah. I think it was in sixth grade when all of a sudden it was literally, it was not that I got the zing. I just felt (laughs) all of a sudden I was boy crazy. Like it was like overnight is what Mm -hmm. it felt like. I don't remember it exactly, but it was like being from like not caring what I look like, hanging out with the guys and just caring about being good at basketball to caring what I look like, changing Mm -hmm. my clothes, wanting to look like a girl, wanting to paint my nails, wanting to do my hair, wanting to look pretty, Mm. having crushes on guys, being obsessed, having those teen bop magazines, watching Boy Meets World, watching Home Improvement and just being like obsessed with boys. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yes. JTT all the way. Mm, Yes. Yummy. I mean, I just, (laughs) yeah, we, I just, it was like a switch. So my son's not there yet, but I'm thinking in my head, if he's like me, it could be literally overnight. All of a sudden he's there, you know, but yeah. who knows? And maybe it's different for boys and girls. I don't know. But I just, that whole thing does scare me, especially in today's world. Like you were saying, um, there's like almost, uh, and I, some girl moms might be offended this by, by this, but I just feel like our boys are being punished before they're even mm-hmm. done anything. Yeah. Tiny humans or <laughs> children. They're human beings who are innocent and sweet and kind. And, yeah. and and it's heartbreaking as a mom to know that your child is already losing before they've started and, mm-hmm. um, you know, might be punished for just being Something the color of their control. skin, the whole work mm-hmm. back to discrimination, literally. And I know this might piss people off. I don't care. But, um, you know, that as a mom is really hard. And then you have things like the Me Too movement and all of these things. And so, you know, just believe a woman just because she says something. Well, I had friends literally in high school that made things up and mm-hmm. that boy's life was ruined. And then later out came out and said that that was made up. And but after everything is ruined, you know, right. like once somebody's reputation in life is ruined, it's ruined. You can't fix yeah. it. It doesn't matter if it's not true anymore. If people thought that it was, they don't let go of that. So, you know, we th- I think about those things. And then I think yeah. about you're guilty until proven innocent. Yes. That's right. kind of <clears throat> what it feels like. Right. And, and girl moms probably have completely different perspectives than we mm-hmm. do. Um and we should have a girl mom on and talk to them about it, about their, their perspective. Yeah, yeah, because that will help us as parents for sure to see yeah. the other side of it and know what their concerns are and what they are thinking of us because they mm-hmm. probably have their opinions too, you know? So yeah, they always are like, what? I have to worry about all the dicks in the world. <laughs> you right. have to worry about three dicks. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Actually, I have to worry about all the vaginas too, <laughs> because they might change their mind and I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Totally. So it's just, it's such a hard subject. Like, I feel like we could do multiple episodes on this because it's something we're new to and we don't know. And they're not even really there yet, but we have to think about it and maybe have conversations before. And I just, you know, my biggest thing is I just want my sons to be respectful and I want them to know how big of a deal 
sex is and how it changes your life. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I was a teenager who didn't really have a lot of rules. My parents, the more they pushed on me, the more I pushed back. And it was just a struggle war of power. And I knew that I could get away with most things because I knew they could control me. And once I figured that out, it was really hard for them. And they were really good parents and they were trying to do their best. Mm -hmm. But I was a really difficult child. And you can ask family and relatives. I am a very stubborn kid from the moment I was born. It's just who I am. And I have a son like that. So I know, but I think, you know, I was in a hurry to grow up. And so I couldn't wait to have sex because I thought that would make me understand the adult world. And it takes away your innocence and it changes your life. And unfortunately, when you're having sex as a teenager, you're having adult emotions that you're not mature enough for Mm -hmm. yet, in my opinion. And so, you know, I've had the opinion of having sex in high school is better than having sex in college for the first time, because at least in high school, you're just sleeping with other kids your age. In college, they could be sleeping with 40-year-olds. They could be sleeping with 50 guys. You're getting STDs because everybody's sleeping with everybody. And, you know... Yeah. You know, so you have that like innocent experience and then you kind of have experience going into that college age. But there's just so many things that play into it. And I really don't know how I feel yet as a parent on how I'm going to navigate that. Yeah. And being a woman and going through it as a girl is definitely different than a boy's experience. So I don't know yet. Like we haven't had those conversations yet as a couple. So I don't know. <laughs> anything yet but we could do like a future episode on it but sure and i don't think we're not we have to think about yet we're, we're not but it's something on the horizon scratching the surface of right. it we're we're preparing for that santa letter kind of like what we did yeah. when we were babies right? right this is that moment that we're preparing for is there a pinterest them about letter santa, we can find on about consent <laughs> and sex and like all of this stuff right like what happens know. and like it would be great to talk to a parent who's has I'd a kid in college. I'd love to have like a young adult on here, a young man to that, and a young woman. Well, maybe. so, but I know we have to wrap things up, but I do want to say, I think we might have talked about this on mm-hmm. our technology episode with cell phones, but you know, that Childhood 2.0 documentary, if you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Stands out to me still. I cannot get out of my head mm-hmm. what those kids said. So I think they were college age students and they said... Um, having cell phones and access to porn like ruins their dating. They don't date anymore. It's like, send me a nude photo before you even get to hang out with them. Yeah. Because porn has like ruined and and all these kids have had like threesomes and all these things that they do in porno because they think that that's normal. And because because they're like inundated with it. So awful. So easy. And then having... Good old fashioned missionary for the first time. Right. That's not exciting to them. Because they've seen everything. Into it. They're they they've lost the what is that? The tickle? The the tickle. (laughs) They lost the zing. They don't it doesn't give them a zing. Right. To know that they're gonna put it in something. Their brains have been expecting a threesome. Yes. Going to the next addiction is higher. They go right to the highest of all the things they've done because they've seen it all. It's really sad because it's ruined. And the kids said this in their documentary. We wish mm-hmm. that we didn't have cell phones because of this. It's ruined dating. I mean, now you have things like the apps where you just swipe on based on looks. Like nobody's meeting somebody at a yeah. coffee shop or a bar and getting to know each other. So there's that too, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So we can't fix that in the world because it's everywhere. But how do we make our kids wholesome, good kids that respect and appreciate 
the intimacy of what mm-hmm. sex can be in a world of pornography and disconnect and me too me and too consent and, and yeah being treated different and love i just want them to fall in love and right but i don't know if that even exists anymore we've ruined I it have to scour pinterest for maybe we'll find something and we can do an episode on it but <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's listening out there and you have something send it to us we're going to yeah. dive deeper into yeah. this. Send us your resources if you have some. Yes. Or I would love if somebody would reach out to us that has gone through it to yeah. have their opinion about what it's like these days. Yeah, come kids. on our show. Come chat with we us. We would love it. So send us mm-hmm. a DM. Our Instagram is at Mob Squad Podcast. Please send us a DM. Don't slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs. <laughs> I love Unless saying Unless you want that. to date us. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was sexual. It still makes me laugh so hard. I've, I've, I've told grown ass old people to slide into my DMs. That's so funny. I just can't get over you. I'm so dumb when it comes to that stuff. No, you're not. Social media. I'm like, meh, pass. No. no, that's good though. I like going on there to like. Ruin find your day. a recipe no I look for a recipe <laughs> or yeah I love I love looking at like funny things like I love the invisible oh gosh, prank yeah. I pee my pants oh, those are so pranks. good oh my yes. god but you have a good invisible prank yeah to me I can't wait to do invisible pranks on my family they're the best they're so fucking oh my god, funny I can't wait to watch them they're my favorite things they're the they best bring me such joy <laughs> the best like I like stuff like that I don't go on there for anything else though yeah yeah but, but there's good things about it for there sure. Are. But digital there vegetables. Are digital vegetables. Yeah. There's too much porn and candy. <laughs> All, right, All right. So well, to wrap it up, just, you know, know that you're not alone out there because the, these are the things that we're going through too. It's, yeah. It's a big topic to navigate. So hopefully we entertained you a little <laughs> bit about it, but we'll probably be back to talk about it more in a later date. Yeah. Later, later. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.